Welcome to It's Ms. Max Health and Culture. Health is a way of living and the mindset. Culture is a way of being and honoring who we are as a people. Fuse it together for a way of vibing. Take this journey with me. I'll see you inside. Hello, family. This is Maxine Sinclair from Is Miss Max Health and Culture. Thank you for joining me today. This is going to be a great topic. Um, first, I, if you haven't met me before, again, my name is Maxine Sinclair from Is Miss Max Health and Culture. And I want to give a special, special shout out to Cindy Ashby, our super producer. Without her, none, none of this would be possible. Okay. And you can always catch our replays on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google podcast, but we prefer that you come sign with otw2.com and listen to our live radio shows at onthewakeupradio.com. And without further ado, let's get into our topic. And today our topic is called Overcoming Arrested Development and the Progress of Staying Mentally Well. And so when you think about Arrested Development, no, not the music group, no, not the show. But what actually arrested development is, is it's a plateau of development, a plateau of the mind that's usually due to trauma when you were a child. And so as a child, you might have um, dealt with some um, oppression or not being able to fully extend yourself. Maybe you might have had a person who were over you like a parent or a guardian who kind of suppressed your thinking. And so because of that, you weren't able to fully develop as a child. Okay, so your mindset always stayed almost like, um, like a childlike type of thinking. And so when we think about arrested development, we know that the biggest culprit of arrested development is during slavery time, where it was horrific being pulled out of Africa, coming over to the Americas, not being able to I, say who you were, identify who you were, being stripped of your heritage and your language and everything else in between. So as a result of that, coming over here to the Americas, we found our own unique identifying way to be able to communicate. And one of my past interviews that I had was with Dr. Richard uh, Richard Williams, which was an amazing interview. And he talked about this in his book, They Stole It, But You Must Return It. If you have not got this book, please go to Amazon and order it today. It's an amazing, amazing short book, but very, very powerful and impactful. So let me just read a little excerpt from you from uh, what he talks about communication as far as arrested development goes. And so he says, because the black slave was not allowed to participate in the American communication system of free expression, the slave developed his own. Uh, so black Americans have their own flavor of communication. Their verbal expressions are generally more emotional. They communicate through touch and gestures more than most Caucasian Americans. Their communications can be very colorful and sometimes ritualistic. However, slavery has left some communication defects. In intimate relationships like marriage, the black male and the black female today seem to have the seem to have a barrier in resolving differences verbally. Part of this evolved from the slavery experience, telling each other off, becoming an outlet for um, for frustration, telling each other off. 
also drew attention from other slaves. So think about arrested development where you're not able to communicate, where you're not able to get your point across. And so with that comes a lot of other things and a lot of other uh, emotions that come out, things that come out like passive aggressive behavior, dealing with codependency, dealing with a lot of internal anger and things that go on inside you because you're not able to express yourself. I could tell you personally, growing up as a child was that um, I was always repressed in my thoughts. I was not allowed to talk about how I felt. And I was going through a trauma, um, dealing with my father being gone away from the home and me being the oldest child had to step up and take on some roles. There was no communication discussed with me. It was about, look, just do as I say. And you got to think about when you're thinking about your parents who are over you. Remember, they're doing the best with what they have. They are also suffering from their own trauma. So they're just giving you what they know. When they're in stress, when they're in anger, when they're dealing with their own trauma, oftentimes the kids are the recipients of that behavior, of the arrested development. Okay? And so I just want you to understand this because this is something that we really don't talk about. We talk about other type of behaviors. We talk about mental illness, depression, um, people even being suicidal as a result. And I would say that if you are um, dealing with some type of arrested development on the severe end, please go and get help. Please go and get help because you're seeing more of our younger people taking their lives as a result of different things because probably arrested development, they're not able to express themselves in a way that will allow them the freedom and the mindset of thinking. So what happens when you have arrested development, um, it kind of, I, I don't want to say the word dumb you down, but you can be marginalized. So think about, I think about life like as a portal. When I think about my life overall, um, this year is going to be a milestone year for me in, in my age. And so this is the reason why I chose this topic, because I feel like my life is not going, hasn't gone in years. I feel like my life has gone in portals and, you know, portals are gateways. So portals can either take you forward, like you see like sci-fi movies, portals can either take you forward or backward. Well, when I talk about portals, I'm talking about portals of the mindset. I'm talking about the way you think. And so the whole claim to fame when you're dealing with the rest of development is making sure that you are thinking forward, like you're going, you're leveling up. You have people who are rock, walking around here who are like 50, 55, but still carry the trauma of a five-year-old, a 10-year-old, a 15-year-old. Okay. And so every time you go through a portal in your life, that means that you're going through a different life change. That's the way it's supposed to look like. And every time you go through a different portal, you're going through challenges. You're going to meet different people along the way that are going to challenge your arrested development. Okay. And so, like I said, thinking about life as a portal, it's like going through various dimensions, being on a mission, but due to short-sightedness, your mission can be marginal, shallow, and self-fulfilling due to arrested development. Think about the short-sightedness of your life. So I think about that when I was a child dealing with low self-esteem, low self-worth, always looking for acceptance from other people, always feeling like people were was better than I was because that's what I was taught. Like you're pretty much, you know, just here living. You don't really have any thoughts or anything to say. So basically you need to just shut up 
not have an opinion and go on in life. And so because of that, it was very difficult for me to um, grasp true friendships. Now I had friendships, but not the kind of connection that I really needed because because I wasn't able to express myself. I was afraid that when I was dealing with certain people in my life, that if they did something to me, uh, I was afraid to speak out. Or by the time I did speak out, I spoke out in anger. So learning how to set clear boundaries is one thing when you're dealing with the rest of development. You don't know how to set boundaries with people. You allow people to walk over you. They can see it in you. They know that you have low self-esteem, low self-worth. I found that I was really valuing the opinions of people that wasn't even just really doing nothing for themselves. But I value their opinion because I always felt that they were better than me. Um, I felt like I was a codependent, not wanting to be without people. So I would have this space in my life where I felt like, oh, I need these people in my life. So those are all the development issues that you go through mentally when you're dealing with the arrested development. You're always looking for that constant, constant validation. And just like the book states um, with Dr. Williams stated that you can bring that behavior into your marriage. You think that you're all in love and that's true. You could be in love, but you have not worked out your mental issues. So you bring that into your marriage. And then from there, you're pre uh, procreating children. And now you're bringing them into your arrested development. Okay, and I always say this is that we have to learn to tell the truth. And I think, again, that goes back to the communication portion of it, because we're not telling the truth to ourselves. I could tell you one thing that um, I had to do to make a decision to change my life, and that started at age 25. I didn't know that I had arrested development. I just know that I felt sad, depressed, stressed. And but for me was the anger, the anger. And so what happens is when your body goes through this stress and this anger all the time and you're screaming and you're shouting, what it does is just sends shockwaves through your whole body. Imagine constantly putting volts in your body every single day or every week or every time you wake up, you have a negative thought. That's how people get ill. That's how people get sick. That's how we have illnesses. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so just imagine doing that over a whole number of years of your life. For years and years and years, it just becomes so normalized. It becomes a normal part of your behavior. That's not healthy. Family, that is not healthy. You have to do something. You have to. You have to for the sake even for your children. And I'm going to tell you how I just even began the steps of even getting out of that arrested development that I didn't even know at the time. I just know I just didn't feel good and I need to change. And one day I'm not lying, just like I'm sitting here in this chair. I sat down and I said, Maxine, I'm tired of being mad. I'm tired of being angry. I'm tired of um, not having healthy relationships with people. So the first thing, like anything else in life, is that you have to even recognize you have a problem. Just like an alcoholic or a drug addict, they have to recognize first that there is a problem. And then from there, you begin to do the work. And so um, just when I thought that just acknowledging my issues was enough, there was a whole lot of work to be done. Uh, the one of the things for me, what I started doing was I started to read a lot because emotionally I didn't know how to connect with people. And so I had to start reading books of all from all type of psychologists, psychiatrists, just so I can understand how to interact with people. 
One of the two books that I say stood out to me was um, Yala Van Zant Value in the Valley and Susan Taylor's In the Spirit, which really was a, a eye opener for me because it taught me that watching women go through trauma and doing their work to get out of the trauma I could see the end of the light, what they went through. You, and they were very um, candid about their experiences in their life. And think about growing up where you have people that are around you who are also suffering from arrested development. When you think about your circle, who was actually sitting around in a circle saying, look, I got trauma. I got stress. I feel like not living today. I want to commit suicide. No, we do the opposite. We turn up, we party, we go to the movies, we go out to dinner, we do all these various things, but we never have the open discussion about our traumas. It's too deep. And I know that it's very dark. It was very dark for me. And so when I was reading the book about Yana Van Zandt and Susan Taylor, I thought, oh yeah, I got it now. And then also I found that I had to get on a spiritual journey because what I was doing often, because I couldn't communicate and be able to talk, I withheld a lot. So that caused a lot of depression and stress. So what I would do is I would put my body on what's called like a 72 hour hold where my body would be so stressed for like three days straight. All my muscles will be cramped up in my body from head to toe. And so at the end of the three days, at the end of the three days, my body would be sore like somebody had been beating me up. Like somebody just beat me up. So what I always suggest is that, number one, just acknowledge that you have something going on with you. Just even for yourself. You don't have to tell anybody at this point. Number two, get on a spiritual journey, whatever that is for you. Now, for me at the time, it was the church because it taught me that I can actually talk about through prayer at that time, through prayer. And I still do it, but I do it in a voice journal. But it taught me that I can actually express and ask for what I want. Now think about that. Remember, as Arrested Development people, we could not ask for what we wanted. We were told what we were going to get. But now I had the opportunity to ask for something. And then I learned about things like, oh, okay, I can ask for something and I can actually vent how I was feeling. So for me, that was just the first relief. That was the first relief. But remember when I talked about going through portals and when I, when I talk about portals, I'm talking about the mindset portal. The portal of the mindset is either going to take you growing forward or it's going to keep you repressed going back. Portals work, work both ways. You can go through one door going forward or one door going backwards. OK, so when I was going through the portals of my mindset and trying to express what I was learning, because I thought I knew it all. Oh, I've read some books. I did all this. I've got it now. Maybe my journey was long ahead. I wasn't as far in my life as I thought I was. And so how you know that you're going through the test again is who's in your life? Who's in your life at the time? Are there positive people in your life? Are they mature people in your life? Are you using what you're told to express who you are. Now, remember, you've been dealing with trauma most of your life. So to come out of arrested development is not easy. It is. It takes years in the making. Uh, I'm just thankful that I had started the journey at 25. But damn, it took me like pretty much almost the rest of my life until now to understand it. And it's I still go through some of the issues. I still go through some of the trauma, but I'm getting better at it. And as I get better at it, 
I see that I'm more towards my peace. And that's the whole goal of overcoming this arrested development is working towards your peace. Look, I don't care what nobody say. We pour into things, the superficial things, because we think it's going to make us happier. We think like, oh, if we get the new house and the car and all this making money, and those are wonderful things, but you cannot equate that with the spirit. You have to work on your internal self all the time. You, it's, it's an ongoing thing. So is it not a wonder why people get all these things and they're still frustrated? They feel sad. They still feel sad. They feel depressed. Because you still have to get the kinks out. The second thing that I would say, maybe the third thing at this point, I said, I said, acknowledging you have a problem, that you have arrested development, you've been oppressed, you have not been taught that you can think on your own. You have been stunted in your growth, in your mental growth. You have been less to feel inferior. Those are feelings. You feel inferior and you feel unworthy. Number two, what did I say? I said, start to at least, um, well, let me say this, journal it. I'll say that start by journaling it, whether you do a voice journal or whether you do a written journal, start journaling it because that's the only way you're going to know that you're progressing. The third thing, look for a spiritual outlet, whatever that means to you. Time to yourself, meditation. Those are things that's going to help you this along the way. So these are just a uh, part of the way and learning to learn how to love you and deal with you by yourself. Nobody around, no codependency. That's one of the hardest challenges. Looking at yourself, I'm telling you, I had to look at, take an ugly look at myself and be like, oh my gosh, I've made some bad mistakes. Um, I wasn't accountable to a lot of things. <clears throat> I could be very mean. Yes, I could be, be very mean. And so these are things that you have to take accountability for yourself. Uh, one of the things I always like to say is that people will get into relationships knowing that they have something going on, or maybe you don't know, let's just assume you just really don't know, because sometimes you live with something so long your whole life, you don't know any different. Like this has just become normalized, just like getting up and dressing and, and putting on an outfit, you have normalized. So what happens is we pick people and we expect them to make up the difference, that space, that missing space in our life. We're coming in these relationships with this arrested development and we are expecting our mates to take this on. Who comes into a relationship when you're meeting somebody? You talk about things like, oh, yeah, um, let's see what we have in common. Oh, you like you like, you know, horseback riding or you like this type of music. And uh, oh, we have a lot of commonalities. But who comes into a relationship and say, look, I really suffered from some trauma growing up. Um I don't know if I'm ready for a relationship, but I just want to be honest with you and know that I'm working through some things. I promise you that probably be half the battle of why we uh, we have divorce rates is because we are coming to these relationships undeveloped. If you go to a restaurant and you order a meal and you order pasta on that plate, but they bring you cheeseburger and fries are you going to eat the cheeseburger and fries when you order the pasta? No, because that is not what you order. That is not what you want. So is it not a wonder why we go into relationships that we know are not healthy for us, but because we're so needy and lonely and wanting to be with someone because we, look again, looking for that acceptance, 
We want that love from someone. We want that acceptance. Even if it's not pasta, we'll take the cheeseburger and fries as long as it's a body, a warm body. And that's wrong. That's wrong to bring people into this stuff. You cannot do that. And many of us do. I've done it. I've done it. When I was in my deepest level of arrested development, I had low self-worth. I didn't know how to ask for what I wanted. And it seemed like when I did ask for what I want, I was taught like, what, you have the nerve to ask. You need to learn how to stand your ground. That's something else that you have to work towards. It can be a challenge because we're still surrounded we're often still surrounded by those who contribute to our mental well-being. I think that's one of the hardest part of going through arrested development. We're still surrounded. But while you're going through that, or you may not have control over people that are around you, you're still doing your internal work. And this is just for you. If you have somebody that you can trust and tell them that, you know, hey, I just want to let you know I'm trying to work some things out, because most of us may not understand that. They don't understand. And what happens is when you're going through your change and people start to see that you are changing, that's also not comfortable for them. Because the opposite of the arrested development personality are the narcissistic people, the sociopaths, the codependencies. Codependency work both ways. It, you know, narcissistic people are codependent as arrested people suffering from arrested development. Both suffer from codependency, but the difference is you got the narcissist over here and the sociopath trying to control the arrested development person. So you got to go through that. And so now you, you're fighting through a whole lot of zombies along the way. You're fighting through a whole lot along the way. I also say that we got to be very careful, especially when it comes to our children. I and one who experienced that children suffer probably the most as a result of our arrested development. Just like how your parents or your guardians or whoever raised you put you under the stress and duress and stunted your growth. So you will do the same to your children if you do not, if you do not do the work. So when you're a parent, you're going to do one or two things. You're going to recognize that you're dealing with the rest of development and work towards it to be a better person. I can tell you as a parent, and I was a single parent, was that it took me the first five years to understand what I was doing. I was repeating the same cycle. And I had to say no more. There is no way I can bring this child up like this. I had to snap myself out of it and say, no, Maxine, this is wrong. If you want a healthy relationship with your child, you're going to have to do something different. You're going to have to be connected to this child. It is not her fault. She did not ask to come here. You know, many times we procreate these children as we're dealing with our arrested development and they are the casualties. They are the casualties of our own mental illness. Remember what we're dealing with echoes through the ancestors of our slaves. Now we understand, or we should understand why we get so amped up and angry and emotional because this is what was instilled in us. However, however, now that we under, now that we know, I'm not going to say we understand it fully, but now that we know we can work to do something about it. The part is you just have to be open 
And that will be the next thing. I should have said that in the very beginning. You just have to just be open to learning. Are you open to learning? Because I'm going to tell you something. The older you are and trying to work to change, the harder it is. Even biblically, it tells you that if you try to change at an older age, your spirituality, the longer you are, even the Sadhguru says this, the longer you stay in that arrested development stage, the harder it is. And not only that, you're going to suffer sevenfold because you've come too far. You're now stuck. You can't change. So for the younger people, I will say this to you is that if you're noticing now that you're dealing with stress, you're dealing with depression, you're dealing with anxiety, you're dealing with low self-esteem, you are probably suffering from arrested development. But I'm here to tell you that you can work your way out of it. It will take time. It takes work. The first thing you have to do is be open in your mindset. The second thing is that you got to start not caring what people think. That's really hard because you have grown adults still caring what other people think about them who has no value in their life. These people have no value in your life. You can't come to them, most of them, for a drink of water, but you caring about what they think. The older you get and you try to work your way out of this arrested development, it gets harder and harder. As you can see in this, in our generations, I call it uh, the general, we're generation X, the, the generation, like my mom's generation, those people, most of them, they're stuck in their ways. They're taking it to the grave. They are taking it to the grave. Do you want to take that horror story to the grave? Do you want to have everyone about around you have that memory about you? We got to do better. We have to do better. It's amazing to me that we fight about things. Like when I think about the civil unrest and we're so passionate, excuse me. I've been talking all week. Oh my gosh. And my throat has been. Mm. And we're so passionate about those things. We don't even know these people who we're fighting for, but you know what? We need some place to let go of that anger. And there's nothing wrong with that. But at the end of the day, even being angry, going back to what Dr. Um, Richard Williams said, is that that's what we do. That's how we communicate is through getting all amped up and emotional and going through these all these different feelings. However, you still got to do the work. That's just the first part. You can be angry, but you still have to go in and do that work. You still got to have the blueprint. What are you going to do to make the change? I can be in the store and I hear somebody saying that they want to beat up the cashier. Is that about the cashier or is that about something else that you're going through? Because when you're dealing with anger under this arrested development, everything looks to the fifth power. Do you understand what I'm saying? Everything looks to the fifth power. You need an outlet. <laughs> you need an outlet. You're angry at the wrong person. You're directing that anger towards the wrong person. Again, go back to journaling. That's your outlet. Journaling, meditate, reading, watching videos. We recently did a sky breath, um, <clears throat> which was so amazing, where you're actually just able to do breathing exercises. We don't even take a moment just for ourselves, our own well-being, our own mental well-being. We'll put it all down superficially, but what are we doing internally? It is work. I can tell you, I've done the work for many years. When I worked to become a holistic coach, 
Uh, one of the things that they taught us about dealing with arrested development is that how we channel our energies. And so what happens is, is that when we don't want to take responsibility for things, because that's what you do when you're under arrested development, you're still in that immature mindset. Remember when you were a child and you know you did it, but you lied and say you didn't because you didn't want to be in trouble. It's very, you're very self-protective. You don't know how to communicate. So then you'll lie about little things, right? And so, um, but that's what happens is that we don't want to take responsibility we don't want to take responsibility for things. And so what we do is that we deflect. We deflect and then we put it on other people. Oh, it's their fault. But that's one of the things that tells me that our stunt is just still, you know, we're, stunt, we're stunted mentally. We're just stunted. We're just like telling people, no, it's their fault. It's all their fault. We don't take responsibility. So one thing they teach us is that how, when you view life, when you view life, what part is your responsibility? Now, granted, when we're children, yes, we have no control over our life. We have to do what the adult says. But at some point in your life, when you go to that job, arrested development can affect that job. We already know it can affect the marriage. It can affect friendships. Where do you take responsibility at some point in your life? You're raising children now. When do you take responsibility? When do you say, you know what, some of this is, is is on me? Whenever people's telling you a story about somebody, how often would they come and say, you know what? Yeah, they did so-and-so, but how often do they say, but you know what? It's going to teach me a lesson. I have learned a lesson in this and I have to take responsibility so I don't allow that spirit in my life anymore. When I think about all the different type of relationships that I've gone through with people, I used to do that too. It was their fault. It was his fault. Me and my boyfriend, that was his fault. But when I really realized is that I had low self-worth, if I was being honest, I would be saying, you know, Maxine, that relationship didn't work because you had low self-worth. Many times we know that going in the relationship is not right. We know it. But because of our own low self-worth, we won't take that responsibility and we'll blame it on others because we are looking for a scapegoat, just like an addict. That's no different than an addict as far as I'm concerned. An addict uses drugs to escape. An addict drinks alcohol to escape. When you are suffering from arrested development, you are trying to escape. Well, you're trying to survive. You're escaping and surviving, but you are taking casualties along the way. And that's the hurtful part about it. You're taking casualties around, along the way. You know, and it can take many years. And I can tell you, even then, you may not be 100%, but at least you'll be aware. You are aware what's going on with your surroundings. The other part of it is that when you're under arrested development, everything looks one dimensional to you. Like you only see things from your perspective, one sided. You don't see what the other person is going through. And guess what? Most of the people around you are probably dealing from arrested development too. In fact, I can say 99.9% .9 of us probably are dealing with arrested development. They're dealing with it too, but you don't see it that way. You only see yourself. But when you start to do your work towards your arrested development and understanding things, then you'll start to see the world in a three-dimensional uh, three way. So when people do things to you, you got to stop and ask like, why did they make that decision? Why did they lie about something so small? Why are they acting this in this way or this behavior? 
you can't account for the way somebody acts, but you can definitely say, you know what? Something's not right here. And then that's where the boundaries have to be set. Okay. That's where the boundaries have to be set because that's one of the issues of arrested development. We let people walk all over us. And so people don't respect us. You know, you're going to fall down a whole lot of times when you're going through arrested development. When I tell you I was going through those portals, I can't even name how many I went through. I went through one door and I thought I was going up only to go back on the other end of the portal because I still wasn't getting the lesson. You see what I'm saying? I was still allowing the same type of people in my life, still allowing the same type of spirits in my life. So that told me I still had the work to do because I had been in the trauma trauma longer than I've been out of the trauma. Okay. And just like anything else, getting out of arrest, uh, arrested development is just like building muscles. You're training your mindset again to think three dimensionally instead of one dimensional. It's like that constant exercise you got. You know, you want to get muscles. My son, he wants to get muscles. He got, well, you got to work at it. We all have to work at it. It's like building that muscle. Just keep going. I don't care how many times you fall down. Keep on getting up. And every time you get up, you are building your mental stronger, stronger, stronger until at one point you're going to start to feel like you're working towards your peace. Everything is going to look like, okay, things that you were tripping on before or, or acting a fool over is no longer going to feel that way because you've been doing your work. And as you get older, it is about growing old gracefully. That's the whole point of living life is growing old gracefully, making sure that you just have peace of mind. Are you going to be stuck in your mind for the rest of your life as a result of this arrested development? Or are you going to work towards your peace? You got to decide. Like the saying goes, red pill, blue pill. Which do you choose? Which do you want? We can all do a little bit, just a little bit. It just takes a little bit. And like I said, you're going to keep on going through them portals, going through it, going through it until now what's going to happen is when people come into your space, they may not like it. They ain't going to like this new person because they're used to bullying the old person that they knew. But guess what? At some level, they got to give you your respect. It's just like when somebody throw a ball, you throw the ball, they catch it. <clears throat> At some point, you ain't going to catch the ball because you're not playing that game. I'm sorry, I'm not playing your game. I'm not catching that ball anymore. And I, you still will have people will say things and bring up your past. That's the other thing about when you're dealing with the arrested development. It's like anything, again, being when a person is on drugs or a person is an alcoholic, people like to stick that. that that's a stigma. It's definitely a stigma. People want to keep that and keep you and know you as that person. Oh, that's that so-and-so, the alcoholic. Even though they haven't drank a drop of liquor in 10, 20 years, that's what people want to know you as. He is the negative because it's drama. People are attracted to the drama, but you're not giving them that drama anymore. You're working towards that peace. How do you want to live the rest of your life in constant horror or happiness? Keep in mind, again, the older you are, the more difficult it is to change your mindset. It just is. You have to retrain that mindset all the time. You have to retrain that mindset all the time. Um, 
being a holistic coach has taught me so much about learning to love the right way, learning to have peace. Everything was is inner. When you have chaos in your house, usually it's because you've got a person, one person who's the hellraiser. Some people, that's all you know your whole life. So all that chakra from the head to the toe is just being setting that mood throughout the household. So now everybody's in the house traumatized because the work hasn't been done. Change that, change it around. Work on that inner peace and watch how everything flows. When, when, listen, I want to also talk about the forgiveness portion of this. Uh, when you think about siblings and family growing up in the same household, everybody has a different story. You can have five, 10 people living in the same house and everybody will have a different story. And so you may feel some type of way if you were the one that was feeling the the brunt of the arrested development, or you may feel like a sibling or somebody was getting the better treatment. And so now you feel resentful towards that family member or that sibling or whoever that is. But I'm here to tell you, it is not, you can't blame that person. It's not their fault that they were treated that way. And you just have to take it as it is. I know it could be hard, but we have to stop redirecting the anger to the wrong channel and take that accountability. Understand this, our parents do the best with what they have. They too are traumatized. We have to work out of this trauma. Otherwise you will always suffer in relationships suffer from that job, suffer in friendships. So many friendships has been lost as a result of arrested development. So many, so many family members are not speaking today because of arrested development. All this misplaced anger, all this misplaced hate because your mind is not developed. You have to develop that mind. You got to read, you got to crack open them books. Or, you know, if you don't like to read, now you can watch YouTube. See, when I was growing up, there was no YouTube, no Google. I had to crack open the book. I have to keep my mind right. And even sometimes I get a slip up here or there. Don't get me wrong. I am not saying that I am perfect. I am not perfect by any means. But I thank God for putting me in this place and this mindset. I thank him for giving me the ability to be able to lead others and help them to change their mindset. Uh, in the new year, I do plan on doing other segments where taking people through the process of teaching them how to change their mindset. It's going to be a slow process, but it's okay. It's just taking it one day at a time, taking life one day at a time. And I'm going to show you how to do that. I've done my work. Is it easy? Hell to the no. It's not easy. Every day is a work in progress to be the better version of yourself. You have to work to change the mindset. And we, we've got to get out of or work to get out of, you know, this blame game and this feeling sorry for ourselves because you are so beautiful. Do you understand how amazing you are? You're so amazing, you can't even know it because you're stuck. It's like being in a vortex. It's like being pulled down constantly. And just when you think you're getting stuff right, here comes somebody like, who you think you are? You think you better? Do not pay attention. That's all smoke and mirrors. Because people see the change in you and they don't like it. So that's how you know that you're working out of your arrested development. Because you're going to see that the change is coming and people are recognizing it.
and they're not going to like who you are. So I'm just going to leave it on that note. And I'm just going to let you know that you are amazing. Just know that you're, you're, you're the goat. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. I don't claim to be perfect whatsoever. I've done my work. I still continue to do my work, but I can tell you this is that if I hadn't done my work, I wouldn't have the circle of people around me now. I probably couldn't even be on this show because of my own self-worth, the way my thoughts were set up. I couldn't be open, trusting. Oh, and that's the other part is trust. How did I forget that one? When you're dealing with arrested development, and you're dealing with the various personalities. Sometimes you got to understand this: what, how people, why people react to you this, the way they do. I'll say this: is because arrested development puts you in a position because you don't know how to communicate honestly. You're not telling the truth, and people can't trust you if they can't trust for you to be honest or say what you mean and mean what you say. Do you know what it's like having whole conversations with people? who say one thing and mean something totally different. That's the craziest thing in the world is talking to somebody and they mean a whole different thing. And so you can't even trust how they, how, what, the, what their opinions are. Is it true? But it's not because they are suffering from the arrested development. So they don't feel that they can be honest. They don't feel like they can be honest. So that's not a person that you really want to be around, but you should be able, if you're working in your arrested development phase, say, listen, I just want to help you think, shift your mindset a little bit. Can't change how people think, but say, let me help you look at the problem this way. And that's what I work to do. When people tell me one thing, I'm like, nah, look at it this way. Because remember, I'm on the outside looking in and I hear what you're saying, but especially when they're coming from that, that discussion of that victim mode. Because that's the other part. You're always in victim mode. What everybody's doing to you. Everybody has hurt you. But you in turn have hurt other people as a result of your own arrested development. So I just thank you all for just stopping in here today, you know, and listening. And I hope this video did help someone and like this video and share this video. If you know someone that is dealing with arrested development, um, we can always do one-on-one -on -one coaching. Like I said, in 2022, we're going to be taking segments and we're going to break this down a little further. I haven't even gone into the money portion when we talk about arrested development because it also affects your finances as well. The way you think about money. That's one of the big culprits too of arrested development. We have low mindset. So we have a different mindset when we think about how we handle our dollars. So I wish you all well. And I will see you until the next time. And don't forget to check us out at onthewakeupradio.com. And also send Cindy Ashby a cash app. Go to, um, pay for, she has a PayPal, PayPal on the Wake Up Radio because she is working hard, hard, hard behind the scenes. All right, take care until the next time. Lord individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Deanne. Cindy Ashby. On the Wake Up. This is It's Miss Max, health and culture owner of Ministry and Wellness, where we offer alternative solutions for people dealing with sleep, stress and anxiety. Did you know 70% of Americans only get one good night of sleep a month, while another 11% report having insufficient sleep every night? Let me help you get the rest you need. 
while helping with your stress and discomfort through natural solutions that won't leave side effects. You deserve to be the best version of yourself. Visit ministryandwellness.com. That's ministry, A-N-D, wellness.com for my hand-picked and affordable selection. Have questions about our products? No problem. Book your free consultation with health and wellness advocate Maxine Sinclair or call 855-200-2774. That's 855-200-2774.